Good morning, it is Tuesday, March 13th, 2018. My name is Martin Coots, Digital Skills Teacher and Apple Distinguished Educator, coming to you from the northeast of Scotland, and this is the M Coots 81 Edu Chat. Thanks for coming along and listening. Um, hearing a lot of nice things said on Twitter about my episode yesterday, so thank you very much for that. And as promised, I'm going to talk to you today about Apple Classroom. Now, Apple Classroom, as we all know, or as you may not know, is a classroom management tool that allows you to lock, airdrop in bulk, view the screen, and open uh, pupil iPads into a specific application. Now, this is a great, great resource, and it's got even better with the release of 2.0. 2.0 removed the need for the devices to be managed. Um, and managed devices means that they're put into what's called the device enrollment program. They're put into another thing called assessment manager, uh, sorry, Apple school manager. And um, there are managed Apple IDs, Apple IDs that you create using your school's MIS management information system. So Apple removed the requirement for that in version 2.0 and it made it easier for devices that were maybe a BYOD scheme, which we do at our school, or even devices that are shared. So we have um, sort of class sets of devices, 1 to 24, 25 to 48, so on and so forth. And what we've done is we've allocated those one device to three pupils. And it allows you to put that device into um, classroom without the need for an Apple ID. Now, there is one caveat with this. When pupils want to send work back to you using AirDrop, they can't tap on your classroom icon that comes up. So when you use AirDrop, normally it comes up with iPad 1, 2, 3, 4, so on and so forth, or device name. But with um, when a class is active in Classroom, in Apple Classroom, it comes up as an icon. So say you had a class set of 23 iPads, for example, primary four eight-year-old pupils, and there was 24 devices, they would all appear as the one icon. It means you don't have to go through and tap device one, two, three, four, so on and so forth. It's the same with pupils. When pupils want to airdrop, at the very front would come up your little icon, the icon that you would make, and it would say something like Mr. Coots, Miss Walsh, Mr. Pool, and so on and so forth. But pupils can't tap on that icon unless they have an Apple ID, uh, you know, name at school.org, for example. So what they have to do if they're airdropping back is they have to find your particular icon. But that's the only thing that doesn't work. The only thing that doesn't work in that regard is um, that that sort of airdrop. But what does work is being able to open them into a specific app or being, open, uh, being able to open them to a specific URL. And I'll talk about that just in a little second. Currently, if I have a look at my Apple Classroom setup, I have 11 classes. Now, that's my seven classroom sets. And as I said yesterday, I now have four primary seven classes who have done the BYOD and brought their own iPads in. So I've just enrolled them into my class that I can see what they're doing, manage them. I can open them into specific applications. So if I go into one class, for example, let's just pick one that I have a couple of iPads in front of me. And when you first open it, you'll see that any device that you have in front of you comes live. Now, the way that I've done this, which is slightly different, and what I'll try and do is I'll take a screenshot of um, what this looks like and I'll put it into my uh, Twitter post. So hopefully you are looking at this. Because we have named devices, what I've actually done is I've named them 
with their corresponding number. So I have device one, two, three, for example. Now, what I can do with this is if I go into, or even device one, four, five, there's a few things I can do. I can see that the um, display is off. I can see that that means the device is obviously closed. The device is not in use, but if the device becomes active, which I am just about to do, nothing like suspense. So here's device one, four, five. And I take it out of my charging dock. And as it sits in front of me, it now tells me that it's on the home screen. So one of the advantages of this is I can see exactly what pupils are doing when they're doing it. If I wanted to mute it, now I have um, I, I, the range of pupils I teach go from age five up to age 11. And with the younger pupils, we might sometimes put them into uh, an app that they can use you know, to, to pass the time sometimes. Um, Lego Juniors is quite a popular app or um, we use the some of the Chocoboca apps. But those, um, the caveat of those apps is that they're quite noisy. Um, so there is the ability to mute everyone's device just by tapping the button or you can lock their device and get their attention. Now, locking their device is classroom management and behaviour management rolled into one. You can manage the device and not lose any of your behaviour behavior management strategies. A lot of the time people ask, you know, what do you do if a pupil mis misbehaves using the iPad? You employ the same behaviour management uh, techniques that you would use in any situation. Using the device doesn't employ any new ways of managing the behaviour in your class. It's not a throwing out the, the baby with the bathwater type of situation. You employ existing behaviour management techniques. So if I can see that a pupil is on an app or navigating to a web page that I don't want them to, as they're meant to be doing some research or as they're actually putting together a clips video or a keynote animation, then I can view their screen and if appropriate, lock their device. Now the device stays locked until you end the class. And I'll talk about how that all works in the next section. So how does it work? How do you get devices to be managed? Most schools will have a Wi-Fi network. And if you have, if you're in a, a school that has been quite organised and has split their devices up into two separate networks, i.e. teacher network, pupil network, they are still part of the same parent network. They're just child networks. They're just offshoots. So it does mean that you can be on two different SSIDs, if you like, two different network IDs, but still, as long as they're part of what's called the same subnet, then you can still manage them. So if you're ever in doubt, when you go into your Wi-Fi, and you tap on the little blue eye that's next to your network, you can actually see something that's called a subnet. And it actually gives you a few details. So I'm sitting here looking at my, I'm sitting here looking at my IP addresses, which are slightly different. They do start off the same, so they have the, the same IP. They also come from slightly different routers, but the subnet is the same, or very, very similar. So if they are on, if they are part of the same overall network, but they're two different offshoots, then you can still manage the devices. So one of the key advantages of this is I might have pupil A, and pupil A is maybe easily distracted. And I know that when I'm wanting him to navigate to a particular page or to do something, he might be easily distracted and going into the camera or swiping through the photos to look at other people's work. So classroom management techniques obviously still come in here, but I can lock his device. I can lock until I am ready to let him off and do, you know, let him go off and do the work that he needs to do. The other thing that I can also do is I can navigate him to a specific web page. Now, in the latest version, you can only navigate to 
pages within Classroom that you have favorited. However, if you're in the Safari app and say you're on a particular web page, you can use the airdrop function, tap them straight and they will open in that page, okay? You can also do that by tapping individually through airdrop and going to all devices, but if you tap on the class airdrop that comes up, you can send them into a particular app or you can put them into a particular web page. So hugely, hugely beneficial. Classroom is one of these um, applications that has gone from strength to strength and will continue to go from strength to strength, especially as more and more devices come out and you need better management. And I think one of the key advantages of it now is that you don't need the devices to be on a particular management. They don't have to have managed Apple IDs. You can have them using their own personal Apple ID or no Apple ID whatsoever. So you can have them managed, taken care of, locked, view the screen, and you can really just make your classroom management techniques work together without throwing uh, all of your existing behavior management techniques out the window. So if you're wanting some more information on this, there's a lot of good posts. There's some really good posts by Gavin Smart. They're um, on how Apple Classroom works. Same with Matthew Pullen. They have both written some excellent um, blog posts on the use of Apple Classroom because it's so easy to integrate it into your daily workflow. If you followed last week's Apple Edu chat, um, Kit and James spoke a lot about teacher workflow with iPad and Apple Classroom came up quite a lot. Apple Classroom was spoken about um, probably in most of the questions it came up. Now, the fact that with a few taps, you can start activities for your pupils. Um, open an app on their devices, select all students or a specific group. You could actually group them. So if you do differentiated work, you can group pupil devices into group one, group two, so on and so forth. And it helps them stay on task. The iPad is brilliant, but pupils can be easily um, easily distracted. So from your list of applications, you can find the one that you want them to go in, say Book Creator, for example, or Keynote, tap it, and it opens automatically on all of their devices. It's one of these hugely, hugely beneficial things. And you can use two apps at the same time, okay? We can bring up multitasking. So we could have um, we could have an example slide at one part and we can manage the devices using split screen. So one, it's one of these apps that works using split view on iOS 11. And it's quite easy to share a link with drag and drop. So say I was in, um, say I was in Safari and I dragged some information over to classroom, right? Um, I can um, share that link easily with them and it opens instantly on every pupil's iPad. So you can use AirDrop or you can use drag and drop. And the fact that they can AirDrop back to you, you can store it using, I made a Coots um, Tips video yesterday on how to um, manage folders and pupil work in iWork quite easily. So if you haven't had a chance, have a look at that. So this is episode three. I'm actually getting uh, quite into using this. A few people uh, said that they were going to try using it with their students. That's a great idea. Little student interviews. In fact, I think it could be quite good with digital champions to record little podcasts where they interview a teacher um, or they interview a pupil about what it's like to use technology in their school. Just make sure that, of course, any rules that you have regarding use of names, use of places are all followed with your school's guidance on that. 
The other thing that I'm going to start doing, mentioned this yesterday and a couple of people are coming up, is that I'm going to start having this like a, instead of just, you know, like talk radio where I just sit here and chat and you just have to listen to me for 10-15 minutes, I'm going to um, have guests come on, I'm going to have people phone in, so you'll expect to hear from some other um, Apple Distinguished Educators, Apple Teachers, non, um, non-Apple Educators, um, people who are maybe just on the, um, they're just at the beginning of their journey and they're wanting to know how to do a wee bit more, which I'm hoping a lot of people would find re- really useful. So again, thank you very much for listening to this. Um, I will um, talk to you all later on in the week and don't forget, tonight, 8pm, are we still in GMT? Yeah, we're in GMT, but America's in daylight savings for some places. At 8pm GMT, Miriam Walsh and I are going to host an Apple Edu chat on Apple Teacher. And we've got a couple of interesting things coming up. Even if you are um, an Apple Teacher, you might come up with some things, you might see some things shared that you haven't considered before. So please, if you get a chance, join in with us at 8 o'clock tonight. If not... I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.